Welcome back to the show. This week, Bob Murphy. Yeah, I'm going there. Austrian economics. Don't know if I'm going to like this, but I got to do it. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the podcast. Well, today I'm going to do Bob Murphy, Robert Murphy. Yep, you got it. Now, you're probably wondering about the title uh, Bob Murphy at the Austrian Opera House. I just came up with that. I thought it was a cool title. I don't think this podcast is going to be entirely about Bob. Or let's call him Robert. Robert, I think it's going to be me exploring Austrian economics. Something I haven't touched on, I must admit. Um, I have a basic overview of it. Um, just in my brief encounters on the internet, Twitter, um, which mostly consists of encountering libertarians and them protecting their property rights via guns. That is, that was the extent of my knowledge of Austrian economics for a lot of years. And obviously, you know, over the last five years in my exploration of economics using complex system tools like system dynamics, I, of course, had to explore it a little bit more. Now, this all kind of started a couple days ago um, when Robert Murphy put out this bizarre tweet. Um, And, of course, he's since gone back and reframed it to make it sound like there was some depth to it. But there really wasn't. He used an analogy. Um, and I'll read the, uh, I'll read his tweet. So, and this was obviously, this was a troll attack on MMT. So to give you some context, some years ago, there was a debate between Warren Mosler and Bob Murphy. Now, I, I've never claimed to be an MMT -er. Um, some people say I am just by default, by the way I operate with stock flow consistency you know, following that, that win godly, you know, framework. Um, so, okay, whatever. I don't consider myself an MMT here. So I think I, I had a balanced perspective watching this debate. This was some years ago. In my opinion, Warren presented himself um, much better for the simple fact he was able to describe the macro economy in detail with a solid framework. Via counting. Bob couldn't. Now, I, I will add, I'm exploring a lot of Bob's work right now. So I, I'll put it out there that I think Bob's probably a really nice guy. The, the few interactions I've had with him on Twitter, he seems fun. He goes back and forth. Um, he's probably a really, really nice guy. I just have a fucking problem with his economics. That's it. I think Austrian economics is pretty fucking terrible. Just being honest. Okay, so in this debate, Warren won. It's fair and square. It wasn't even really close, to be honest. It wasn't close. And it wasn't to say that Bob did badly himself. It's just Bob was outsmarted from a macroeconomic perspective by Warren Mosler. It's, Warren has a solid framework of macroeconomics. You know, it's it's. It's pretty simple. When you make a bunch of T-charts, um, I use Minsky, so a bunch of godly tables, and you map out um, the national accounts, so do their stocks and their flows, 
you know, it it's really becomes apparent how the economy works. I'm not going to make this about MMT. I think Austrians use MMT as a punching bag, but really Austrians are against post-Keynesians altogether. They just use MMT as the punching bag because of the whole money printing thing. So any post-Keynesian understands that MMT is not advocating money printing to the hills. Okay. That's another story. So anyways, Warren won this to me. So I see this tweet and it says, Robson Crusoe found himself on a tropical island. He kept trying to save coconuts for a rainy day, but found it impossible without a nearby, nearby government running a budget deficit. Ah, I see, Bob. Shots fired at MMT. Now, this was, he was quoting a Stephanie Kelton tweet. Okay, yeah, this is, now, it's been some years since uh, Bob, Robert lost this debate, but I'm sure he gained a lot of credibility in his own circle for being in the. I would imagine Austrians and libertarians say he won. But of course, Austrians and libertarians don't have an idea what the macro economy is. So I saw the tweet, and you know, I've been critical of MMT policy prescriptions in the past, but that said, they come at macroeconomics in good faith with a solid framework, okay, how the economy works. I may have had my disagreements with some of the um, avid advocates of MMT, um, some of the people, yeah, I just, you know, I've had my disagreements, job guarantee versus UBI, Um but from an academic standpoint, MMT has been the best thing for post-Keynesian economics in 50 years, 70 years. That's the reality of it. And we have to give Warren uh, Mosler that credit for really bringing MMT into the light, confirming a new wave of post-Keynesian, an adjustment from, you know, the Keynes's, um, you know, uh, fixed foreign exchange market to a floating foreign exchange market that we live under now. So it's a restatement of post-Keynesian economics. So great. That's great. It's, it's all. So I see this tweet and I thought, you know what, buddy? Fuck you. Fuck you. For one, we have strong women like Stephanie Kelton, which we need. We fucking need strong women in economics. So you're just taking a pot shot. That's what it is. I'll get to his analogy in a second, which I tore apart. Um, so, okay. Okay, fucking buddy. This is a pot shot. You might be a nice guy, but that was fucking wrong. That was fucking wrong. It was an inappropriate tweet. You have 80-some thousand followers, and you make a bullshit, bogus fucking tweet like that. And then when, you know, you're called out on it. And I'll add, you know, of course, he's got all his followers in this tweet, you know, recirculating, you know, the garbage. And I don't fault them. I don't fault them. You know, the MMTers, you know, circulate around Warren and Stephanie and, Mitchell, etc., etc. The Steve Keeners, like myself, we circulate around Steve Keen. We find our camps. Okay. So, anyways, that's going on. Maybe that's some sort of positive reinforcement for him. I get it. I get it. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to reply. 
I'm, I'm, you know, David and Goliath here. I've got what 1600 Twitter followers. He's got 80,000. Now, granted, I have the advantage that Steve Keen often retweets for me. So I, I get that leverage, but nonetheless, it's, it's David and Goliath here. So I have no problem calling this out. I'm not, you know, you have to remember Austrian economics is part of the heterodox side. So I don't want to attack somebody that's smaller than me, right? That's bad faith. But this guy's huge. He he can handle it. It's fine. It's Bob, Robert Murphy, Robert Murphy from the Austrian Opera House. So I reply, assuming he's the only one on the island with no established government, then he becomes his own sovereign government. Therefore, he's not constrained by money and can acquire as many coconuts as there are physically available. No wonder Warren Mosler smoked you all those years ago. Now, I could have left the last line out, but he took the underhanded shot at Stephanie for some sort of clout. Maybe he's got a project coming out. Okay, maybe... Maybe Austrian economics needs a little pop right now. Maybe it's dying at its core. Thank fucking Christ. So anyways, maybe that's why, maybe that's why he's doing it. So I, I put it on there. And I see, I see tweet, tw- tweets coming. Like I said, I don't have a, a lot of followers like him. So I get, uh, you know, 30, 40 likes on it. Some comments, you know, the odd Austrian comes in, takes, takes some shots, but doesn't know what they're talking about. So I go on Twitter later. And I guess the algorithm, I don't follow Bob. Um, I have sense. I have sense because now I'm curious. To, he says he's got something coming out, a podcast, picking on MMT or something like that. So I want to follow and make sure I, you know, saw this podcast. Um, so anyways, five hours later, I look and I see on my timeline that he's replied to me. Okay, now remember, this is a guy with 80,000 followers. I'm a nobody compared to him. Absolute fucking peon nobody. He takes a screenshot. Takes a screenshot. He doesn't retweet, quote tweet. Takes a screenshot. He doesn't want to give me any fame. This is how I know I pissed him off. Takes a screenshot and posts it. And he puts, my jaw dropped. Now, this is sarcasm on his part, obviously. And I saw it. The first first thing I thought is, holy fuck, I'm fucking honored. Bob Murphy just mentioned me in a fucking tweet. That's the first thing I saw. I was like, this is great. I like that. You know, I get good. You know, Steve Keen's got like over 100,000 followers and I get retweets all the time. But now I'm getting exposed to these libertarians and Austrians. Think about the Twitter debates that come out of that. So I see it, you know, and I reply to a few people. He's got his, you know, but by this time, there's about 200 likes or so. And a a lot of comments in the comments. Some of them, you know, is is Keynes really his name? And here it's it's Keynes in North America in Britain. It's Keynes. But yeah, it's my real name. I once had to put my driver's license on Twitter to prove it. But because of private uh, privacy reasons, I try not to do that because that's a bit risky with identity theft and whatnot. 
So anyways, I, I reply, now there's already MMTers in his own th thread. Now they, they walk into his thread, they don't even take off their fucking shoes and they start shitting on Bob. So that brought me pleasure, right? That brought me pleasure. Because right now, there's the, the agree, okay, Bob Murphy just uh, mentioned me, but he's not mentioning me in a good light, and I'm feeling a little bit outnumbered. But, you know, the MMTers come along, and I got to give all the MMTers credit. I've been critical of a lot of them and their ideas. But I think fundamentally, from an ethical standpoint, post-Keynesians in general um, have the idea that society the the lower economic clash class pardon me should be protected in some form by government it's universal there's some sort of advocacy um required to be a post-keynesian or an mmt or so there's that unity so they're they're there and they're they're shooting back and it's entertaining and i decide okay well i'm gonna retweet his screenshot you know and I'm going to be smart with it, of course. So I put, you know, yeah, I retweeted. I'm just reading the tweet here now. Your jaw dropping is the first step in leaving Austrian economics in the garbage can. Glad you're starting to see the light, my friend. Now, obviously, um, his comment was sarcasm and my comment is sarcasm. And there's no hope for Bob Murphy moving away from his Austrian viewpoint. Um, and of course that tweet, you know, that gathered, and then that one was bigger than my first tweet. I had 50 likes or something on it. Right. And a bunch of Austrians coming in to try to attack me mathematically, but Austrians don't know math. M Austrians really don't do well with empirical data. Austria, uh, the Austrian business cycle model is flawed to the core. Now, remember, I, I do complex systems, okay? So outside of economics, I work with dimensional analysis. I work with calculus, right? I work with stock flow consistency. I do all that. I'm wrong sometimes, and I'm right sometimes, but I can hold my own. So, I, you know, it's just a ton of people, you know, making their comments. And, and it's quite amusing. It got to the point where I... I, I there's been a lot of times in the past where social media has hurt me, but this time, for some reason, it felt very gratifying bringing the termites out of the wood. I was like an exterminator. And I know that it is, is morbid. That's morbid on my part. But I wonder if Bob could do a bit. See, I think Bob's really a smart guy. I do like Bob. And I wonder, he's a, a professor, I believe. Have to look at his profile. I think he is. If he should be able to educate his followers, you know, on some basic things. You know, I had this one person that replied to one of the two tweets, or it might have been his tweet. And he's arguing. I, I, I put it quite, quite easily out there in my original tweet. I mentioned that money wasn't needed in a population of one. And that one becomes his own governing individual. Now, I, of course, I had Austrians saying, well, that sounds like a weird fucking form of government to me. 
okay, but this is an analogy and a hypothetical that your hero, Bob, brought up. I'm just playing along with it. I went along with the hypothetical. If there's one person on an island. Now, in the um, Robertson and Crusoe, there are cannibals, you know, on the other side of the, the island. Um, and, you know, you know, terrorists and whatever. Go read the story. Go watch the story. Go YouTube it. There's no formed government. So this individual is on the island by himself governing himself. So he does not require a budget deficit from a government. This wasn't even about MMT when I made that comment. I was commenting on the logic of his attack on Stephanie. So ironically, his attack on MMT, he used an analogy that didn't attack MMT. It was just stupid. It was stupid. If he's the only one doing business with these coconuts, he doesn't need fucking money. He just needs the coconuts. He's not constrained physically. And then you could start working the logic around and feed back into a larger aggregate system and understand if he was an overall government and there was other individuals who would have to issue currency for trade, some sort of legal tender. Same He's in the same situation of power. He can extract the resources. He is constrained by how many fucking coconuts there are. <sighs> I tell you. I was going to go on about a, an educational rant about Austrian economics. You know, but just looking at their, their business cycle theory. Where basically... Uh, they say the manipulation of interest rates and government spending causes the business cycle. Even one of the most evil fucking individuals ever to grace the pages of economic history, Milton Friedman, disputed that with empirical data. Milton fucking Friedman. He critiqued it. Uh. They don't really have models. And in fact, the early part of Austrian economic history, they rejected mathematical models. So basically, their, their entire economic school was theorizing mental models. Stuff that goes on in your head. I like Bob. I think Bob and I should be friends. But I want Bob to be a bus driver instead of an economist. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not an economist because I wouldn't make a good economist. I know that freely. I'm not well suited to be an economist. Now, I've gotten into complex systems because I'm good at that. Now, I'm not saying it has to be a bus driver. I'm just postulating that that might be something he's good at, taking a big wheel and steering it back and forth, picking up his libertarian brothers and sisters. 
Oh, the whole Austrian libertarian thing, I'm still trying to put it all together, but essentially they want zero government. Now, I can re- I can look down in the United States and I look at healthcare and I live in Canada and I look at healthcare. Now, we're a lot more socialist up here. If I have an issue, I can go get treated. I don't have to worry about being burdened with a big bill. Now, there's inefficiencies up here. And there's constraints on the physical resources. And we have to deal with that on a constant basis. Down in the States, if you have a medical incident, you could be looking at tens of thousands of dollars in hospital bills and medical bills. Now, I question one of these, you know, Austrian libertarians about that claimed he wasn't in the States. He was in a country where there's no health care, government support for health care, and it's cheap. Cheap is all like five, one thousand, one thousand or $500 a treatment. I don't pay that at all here. I pay some taxes, pay some social taxes. We all know it's not required that I pay those federal taxes in order for the government to provide those services. We already know that. We don't need to go down the MMT framework and all. We don't need to do that in this podcast. We just look at the United States and the ills they're facing because of the idea of private property and how important it is. Gun-toting fucking Americans. I think Austrians blame the decline of the American empire on government spending out of their mental models. They don't really have mathematical models. They don't. I've been looking around. They don't. And any that that do exist by Austrian, they're essentially neoclassical models. There seems to be a divide in the Austrian camp. Um, where one side is favors the the neoclassical framework and the other rejects it. So it's very confusing there. Um, so there are some areas I don't quite, I don't know where Bob sits in that. Um, but their models in aggregate, all of Austrian economics are essentially difference equations and math from the 1850s to describe the economy. And hypothetical correlations. That empirical data has never fucking backed up. So basically, Austrian economics says that the, the strong survive and the weak die. Now, if we were living back in the, 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 the caveman days, maybe that's a, a, applicable. But at this point, we are driving an, uh, you know, a wedge between our ecosystem and our species. And in order to move forward, we're going to have to come together collectively. That means taking care of people at the bottom. I, I've heard some disper, uh, disper, dis, distribution type comments about how Austrian economics could help the lower class, but it wasn't anything solid. And again, it was mental models and very abstract. You know. They attack the job guarantee and UBI and all that stuff. 
you know, we I had the conversation about the UBI and job guarantee versing each other quite a few weeks ago. And as I said, at the end of the day, if we could get either program underway in any uh, shape, form, or fashion, that's great. Because we need to start taking care of that bottom side of the economic class for us to move forward. Because we are in this together. It isn't, we don't have a social structure now with the, the, the laws and everything where the, the weak die and the strong survive. We've got this moral framework where we don't accept that. We believe in equality. And that everybody has a right within their own confines as a human being to try to succeed and not be discriminated or held back by another entity in the system. I don't think Austrian economics quite adheres to that idea, which makes it... It's interesting that they're considered a heterodox branch of economics. Maybe just a quackery kind of part. I notice a lot of these comments, they're all the Bitcoiner, you know, crazy financial, like wingnut crazy financial people. I'm not, I day trade, right? But I, I don't even, I don't even touch you know, the Bitcoin and all those. I don't, I just do equities myself. Um, for an income. But I noticed it was, you know, all these financial, you know, definitely capitalists, right? So basically this heterodox school is infected by capitalists and gun-toting crazy wingnuts. That's Bob's, that's Bob's crew. Bob Murphy, Robert Murphy at the Austrian Opera House. I didn't really have a topic this week. I was going to do something about, you know, energy decay or some real technical mathematical fuckery. But Bob presented an opportunity. I like Bob for that. Thanks, Bob. I got like 30 or 40 new followers. Not a lot, but some of them were your followers. And if I could just give a little sparkle in one of their minds. It reminds me, there's, I know quite a few of uh, Douglas, the MMT macro trader. Yeah, sorry, Doug, don't mean to bring you into this. He used to be a libertarian, much like me. Now, not a hardcore libertarian, but when I first started exploring economics, just before the great financial crisis, I really liked what Ron Paul was saying. And I watched the zeitgeist movie and fractional reserve banking and all that fuckery and it gold and backing things. And it was attractive it attra- because it gave me a narrative to put all my problems on instead of putting the problems that I have in the confines of my, my life on me and then to try to better myself. Douglas. He was in that camp. Steve Grumbine, he was a libertarian until he experienced some real fucking hardship. He's no longer a libertarian, as I understand it. And you can go to real progressives and, you know, he brings up that story in his podcast. You could find him on 
Twitter and all that and ask them yourself. Really powerful story. Well, you can subscribe to this podcast. You know, I'm on Spotify. You know, I'm on Apple, all those podcast things, you know, new podcast here. And I never was in, I was always a YouTuber. So this is kind of a new area for me, but you can find me on all those, you know, podcast providers, Apple, Spotify, Google podcasts, some other names, you know, lower tiered ones, right? You can go to tykeens.com. Um, of course, I've got a list of all the podcasts there. YouTube, I'm putting this out on YouTube so you can see my pretty fucking face on video. So subscribe to at Tykeens at YouTube. Hit that like button. Make those comments, please. But I hope that algorithm. I'm not big like Bob Murphy. I need all the help I can get. I have my Patreon. I post a bunch of free blogs on there. So even if you're not a a paying member, you know, you can still read the blogs. I should mention somebody from my Patreon. Let's uh, let's bring up my Patreon here. Who are we going to bring up? Let's go. Patreon. I said I'd mention, you know, one person. Let's go with John Polacek. John Polacek, thank you, buddy. Glad you're aboard. I've seen you around on Steve's Patreon. Thanks. Thanks for helping me, right? Do a lot of uh, modeling on the side. I wasn't making any money from it. I've done a few consulting projects where I have made money. But really, a lot of it is, you know, I want to take up a lot of Steve Keen's work, you know, using complex methods like system dynamics to illustrate how the real economy works. Not the fuckery economy you hear on TV. Um, so getting a little help on Patreon, it's, it's made it worthwhile. You know, and I'll do these podcasts, you know, try to entertain you. Give you a different reference mode. That's a system dynamics reference, by the way. A reference mode is the shape of a curve, the shape of the model. It's a reference mode. That's for another episode. Um, But to give you another frame of reference, you know. So, you know, all that helps those supporters. You know, it's as little as $2.50 a month Canadian. So it might be even cheaper where you live, like dollar value-wise. Floating currency. Yeah, but even if you don't, you get these podcasts, you get my YouTube, you get my blogs. I put out models. I release my Minsky models on my website, so you can find a collection of those there. I'm starting to build up a repository. Find me on Twitter, tykeens.com, or no, at tykeens. Jeez, too many fucking handles. I enjoyed doing this one. And I'm glad, glad, I'm glad I got to see the real side of Bob Murphy. Even though I was looking at him from afar as he sat in the Austrian opera house. See you next week, guys. <laughs>